All right, here we come. Rebirth of the IQ podcast. I'm incredibly excited to finally be doing the podcast again with everybody. Hopefully we don't have any technical issues, but this is kind of like a return. And we're doing stuff in a weird new way. As you can see, I've got some lovely hosts that are joining me for this new rebirth of the podcast. And hopefully they'll be able to be here uh, every week joining me and sometimes we might have guests um <clears throat> here at the beginning oh actually i gotta do this okay here we go episode seven of the podcast has officially begun um we're gonna go through the beginning of this podcast is gonna be a little bit different from our future episodes just because it's been such a long time um and of course my mic somehow got muted in discord you guys can hear me now right Yep. <laughs> so this episode of the podcast is uh, we're going to start out with some introductions. I wanted to give some disclosures on our relationships and um, let you guys know what's going on um, with the future of this podcast, what we hope to do with it. And uh, if anything is weird out there, you guys in the chat can let us know and I will try to improve it for the next episode. Um, <clears throat> as always, you can catch these podcast episodes um, just by going to infinitequality.live. The YouTube video version will be embedded directly on the uh, website. And you can also listen on almost every single podcasting app um, site. It's going to be available through audio uh, on your favorite podcasting platform and video, obviously, here on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, we are not live on YouTube. We will only be really streaming live in uh, on Twitch, and the VOD recorded version will be put up on YouTube. So without further ado, I'd like to just go through some introductions and disclose our relationships a bit. Uh, as you can see, I'm joined by these three lovely people who will be introducing themselves in a moment. Um, we all work together, which is actually a very important uh, distinction in, in one way or another uh, we now work together and they all work with me um, they're all my clients so I want to make sure that's clear to everybody that I have an, a professional working relationship with each of these people um, we uh, go through their streams together and try to keep things running and improved um, so we all individually have uh, each of us in relationship to me at least uh, have a professional relationship and we uh, are all part of IQ. We're all members of the Infinite Quality community, which is uh, mistakenly often referred to as a stream team. It is technically a team uh, because we do have one, but it is an optional part of Infinite Quality. Infinite Quality, if you're interested, go to infinitequality.live. Uh, it's a community. Basically, it's mainly a Discord where we discuss streaming. Uh, with other, other serious streamers, and we have a website with resources that we are expanding with free graphics and uh, write-ups and posts about streaming and advice and things like that. So, um, I run IQ. Uh, technically, um, IQ is kind of my baby. Uh, I built it with a handful of other people, um, pe other streamers that you guys all probably know, The Best Jared, Gone Fresh, uh, Gravity B. The Tech of Tacos, Wuta, um, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, 
but uh, we all built IQ together, and um, now we're a couple years into this project, and I'm, I'm very proud to be, oh, Feckless, thank you, Feckless man, um, I'm very proud to be a part of what IQ has become, and I'm excited to see where it's going. The podcast was originally something we started so that we could um, just kind of have uh, a place to discuss things, you know, put ourselves out there, um, and let people get to know uh, the founders. At this point, the podcast is transitioning more into streamer discussions um, with streamers at a variety of levels and a variety of growth. Um, the, the hosts here all have different levels of experience and um, different viewership range, ranges. Um, at this point, I have the lowest viewership range because <laughs> I, don't, I don't stream right now other than on the IQ channel. So the, hearing from these three lovely people is going to be um, quite interesting. And I'm, I'm really glad to have these, these three joining me for the podcast. So um, I want to first introduce and let Pickles, Hylian Pickles, uh, tell you about himself. Um, Pickles is uh, an interesting streamer in that he does some... Uh, different things than the rest of us um go ahead and talk about and tell us about your stream hylian uh so yeah my name is ty hylian pickles and i uh i kind of stream whatever's in my backlog which consists of a lot of some newer games most most old games like we were just doing we're in the middle of our year of zelda right now where i'm going through all the zeldas i haven't played before um, every Sunday we do art streams, and I actually just merged channels with my wife, so every evening we're doing co-streams on our stream days. Got a lot going on. You're also doing, um, you're going to be start doing some, some art streaming with me on the IQ channel on Sundays. Right. Um, so look forward to that as well. Uh, next we're going to have each meets introduce herself. She's a lovely person, and, uh, uh, I can't wait for you guys to get to know all of us. Uh, Meets, why don't you tell us about your stream and, and who you are? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I'm what people typically refer to as a variety streamer. I've been streaming for about 18 months, actually, now. And people find me interesting, I guess. <laughs> I'm uh, uniquely highly educated. There's a handful of people, I'm sure, out there that are, of course. But... Uh, I don't know how to speak well about myself. Um, You're doing fine. I play, I play a lot of games that are very difficult, and I'm naturally not very good at games, but learn through um, repetitive failure and, and strategizing how to get good at games. So the get good uh, meme is like half of my stream, <laughs> frankly. Um, and lots of good conversation. I'm actually a mental health professional as well. We don't focus too, too much on that, but um, it certainly comes up from time to time. And I just, I like playing games. So that's why I'm here. All right, great. Um, Snazzy, without further ado, why don't you tell us about you? This is Snazzy Bastard. And uh, he, he's, he's got some unique stuff too. Why don't you talk about your stream? Hello. Guys, uh, my name is uh, Snazzy Bastard, or just Snazzy, whatever you prefer, here on Twitch. I am also what they call a, uh, a variety streamer, as in I stream a variety of different things. Although a lot of it tends to be towards uh, things like Souls games, uh, hard difficult games. I love playing difficult games. Uh, and I also do Gunpla, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, making plastic little Gundam models on stream. We do that every Saturday. So that, that's basically uh, 
that's that's me in the in the smallest nutshell I can condense it to. That's good. Yeah, um, I would say each of these streamers have a lot of unique experiences with streaming and with their own struggles and difficulties getting, you know, their stream working, their stream running. I would know because of our professional relationship trying to help each of them. Uh, I'm sure that they ha don't realize that they have more crossover than they think. Um, there's uh, quite a bit of the same kind of troubleshooting that a lot of streamers go through, which is part of why I'm making these weekly YouTube videos um, to help people figure out common things that they need to fix. Uh, today's actual topic for the podcast is going to be about streaming goals. We kind of tentatively titled the episode, So You Want to Be a Streamer. Um, wh what are your goals? Um, so the first segment here, we're going to just have kind of a discussion about proper streaming goals and how to manage your expectations. I'm just going to start off by saying this is probably the thing that most streamers kind of avoid. Um, they don't want to go in and like tackle the difficult subject of the future and what that means and planning and uh, their goal, I, I don't know, on some level, this is a part, now we can all kind of walk over each other and talk over each other, so you guys feel free to interrupt me or whatever. Um, but uh, most most of the time I find streamers, you ask them what their goals are, and they don't really have uh, anything beyond partnership, um, which is something we're going to talk about later. Um, but the idea in the first section here is to just kind of, how do we properly... Uh, how would we encourage other streamers to go around setting uh, proper goals and managing their own expectations? Same yeah, I think, yeah. Th so taking the idea of strategic planning, right. And let's go to like high school and college and like silly business stuff. Right. So strategic planning is something that if you want to take streaming seriously can be really helpful. Right. So developing a, ultimate goal, but breaking it down into steps, considering it from, uh, you guys heard of smart goals, right? Oh, explain, so, give us yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. The concept of, of smart goals really helps you to line things out, right? Thinking of something that's really specific that you can actually measure that's relevant, achievable, and has a timeline associated with it. Right. So Partnership is something that is fairly specific and it's measurable, but is it relevant? Is it achievable? And is it is developing a timeline when you first start out realistic at that point that might not be accurate, right? Right. So um, on one level, it's not just important to make goals, but it's important to pick realistic goals. Um, I think the the the. Seemingly where a lot of streamers I've run into seem to run into issues, especially when you set a goal like partnership, is that that is a goal that is so far down the line when you're just starting out that uh, you almost kind of stretch yourself a little too thin. When you, when you aim that far, uh, I feel like you got to aim a little, a little something you work towards that's not partnership because that's not something you're going to achieve in a month. That's not something you probably you'll realistically not achieve in a year, two years, three years for some people. So Right. And we're going to even get into it later about what partnership offers and why, why it may not even want to be on the list of goals. Um, exactly. For, yeah. From my perspective, setting goals um, that have to, 
this is a kind of a deeper topic for me because I think that the real goals um, for most streamers are they're in categories that might not even seem like a streamer goal. Um, and, and the reason is I, I kind of I'll get into this and I've talked to a handful of some of my clients about this already. I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this, but um, the the things, the goals that actually seem to have like a, a direct impact on your stream have less to do with actual the, the actual streaming and more to do with like getting your personal life together. Because a lot of people I've seen a lot of streamers just struggle with um, their attitude while they're live. You know, maybe chat is just so dead and it's bothering them so much. Um, they're they're annoyed with their gaming. They're 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 annoyed over things. Their 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 attitude on stream is bad, and it's usually because they literally haven't gone for a walk in like a month. They have they just eat processed junk food. Things like all the things that accumulate over time that constantly. Uh, you know, help you, you get stuck in these bad habits and then you, you want, you want the stream so badly. I remember this cause I was doing this. I'm guilty of this myself. I, I would go to my stream and I, I, it would be like a comfort blanket or something. I really wanted the stream to be great. I wanted the chat to be light, lit up. I wanted to have, you know, 15 to 20 viewers just doing whatever I wanted. And, uh, and if the stream was dead and I'm talking five to 10 viewers and the chat's not moving at all, it would really have a negative impact on me because I already didn't feel good about myself. I was doing nothing outside of the stream to actually like make myself feel good before I even got on camera. And if you don't feel good about yourself, um, it's going to be really hard. Now, now you're kind of, it's kind of toxic because you're, you're expecting the stream to make you feel better. And that is a really bad way to approach a business. Um, you businesses are always going to be extremely difficult. They're going to be always one of the most challenging things in your life is, is balancing like, especially with streaming, you end up with, um, you end up with a lot of, um, <laughs> you have to tackle streaming from the position of, um, it's going to be very difficult. And if you, if you don't, expect it to be a challenge and you expect it to be easy, your goals are going to be totally misaligned. Um, and I, I also am guilty of this. I started streaming and I thought, oh, I'm really good at production. I have a degree in production. I'm great with lights and cameras. I know exactly what I'm doing with all this stuff. It should be, streaming should be a breeze for me. And uh, that's just not, that's not true at all. Um, you can be a master at OBS and nobody's going to know because it's more about um, setting realistic expectations and trying to find goals, smart goals that will, that you can actually achieve. And I think things like your mental health and your physical health should take a priority, um, because they are goals that will help you improve even if your stream doesn't. Um, and if you feel good about what you're doing on stream, you have a better chance if you're not getting all salty at the game and, and, or the one troll that came to visit you, um, you, you have a much, much better chance of, of making your stream something people enjoy watching. Uh, and and a, so a part of this has to do with empathy, but um, Pickles, um, I want you to talk a little bit. You, you've been, you've, you've shifted your goals around a lot since we actually started working together. So why don't you talk about, um, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but um, 
Um, how, how, how do you approach your streaming goals and what are your current streaming goals? Um, well, I mean, the ultimate goal in my mind is for, like, if we think of, consider my wife as part of this, like, my half of the equation is to end up doing this, like, full-time. Like, turn this into a job eventually, but, like... For her, it's for her. It's like a hobby that she wants to excel at. Because neither of us ever. We both do maximum effort in everything that we do, even if it's just like a fun hobby or whatever. But like, yeah. So, I don't know. I, <laughs> go ahead, meet. Let me say something. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this earlier, actually, when we were planning the podcast. Is the concept of streaming should be something that enriches your life more so than something that you know is a burden so trying to find a way to use streaming as a tool so so my goal as a streamer really is to use it as a supplement so there's a business supplement to it but it kind of supports my gaming and and twitch habit a little bit but also it's a creative outlet right so trying not to focus so much on the numbers but focusing on how can i create something that's interesting that people want to watch that i enjoy doing um and i think the community comes right so you build build it and they shall come in that sense so ultimately my goal is to periodically try something new and and see sustainability and some growth right in general because i don't stream a whole lot and it's a you know a serious hobby for me sustaining is is not a bad goal at this point until i can dedicate you know maybe more time or more effort but uh, having a, a stream that it sustains itself that builds a little bit that i can use as a creative outlet that brings people together that's that's where i'm at right so some people have goals as ho- just general hobbyists, like I stream when I want, and you can't expect a lot of growth from there, right? So, but if your goal is, I literally just want to do it when I feel like it, and I'm not going to take it seriously, that's, that's fine. But you have to realize that that's your goal there. Um, some people want to go full time, right? And your pathing and your set points that you're going to create from a, a goal setting perspective are going to be different than someone who's a serious hobbyist where you know, full-time. I don't think I ever want to be full-time because then I'd have to treat it more like a job, <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everyone's a little different, right? Yeah, so you have true. to really look introspectively, like, what do I want to get out of this? What's a realistic thing that I can get out of this? And that's that's how I've been approaching it anyways. Yeah, well, I think... It's kind, uh, of the, it's kind of the reason why my wife has shifted from into more of like a hobby thing because she does want it to just be something that like you said enriches your life like she doesn't want to have to work her her day job and then turn around and do this if she's like trying to make it like more than just a fun thing to that she enjoys and that again also ties into like the mental health aspect of it because if you open up OBS and you like stare at it and your face just like sours and you hunch over like you don't want to press the button then you probably shouldn't stream that day like so just doing doing things that 
make it fun and enrich it. Like, if you're not having fun doing it, then... What's the point? People aren't yeah. going to have fun watching it. That's true. You know? Yeah. There are way easier ways to make money. <laughs> you know, if your ultimate Absolutely. goal is, I just yeah. want to make a bunch yeah. of money, this is, this is probably not if, the best path. This might be, if, if you're looking for get rich quick, this is definitely no. not. No, this is probably, <laughs> I think one of the problems with that is like people look at the top streamers and they're like, they're multimillionaires or whatever in their head. And uh, we don't really know that. Most of these like net worths, if you Google people, are not accurate. Yeah. Um, so you have to take into consideration there if money should be uh, a factor once you are full time and you're showing that you're successful with your streaming and that you can do this. Um, and of course, if you're spending a lot of time doing this, you want to at least try to cut even because it is expensive. This is not one of those um, hobbies that is cheap. Gaming consoles come out like every four or five years and they're always six hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> It doesn't. It's not getting cheaper, you know. Microphones. Uh, the there. There's an initial investment. Um, well, it looks like we lost meats. Hopefully, she'll be able to come back. Um, there she is. Welcome back. Um, happened? I, I don't know. You're gonna have to redo the screen share. Um, Hi, I'm back. I was just sitting here chilling. I don't know. <laughs> it's always me that breaks. Yeah, it's okay. some some kind of internet issue, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so money is uh, money is it's it's one of those topics that it, it does need to be like in your list of goals. But realistically, if you're just starting out or if you're a smaller streamer, um, you what you need to do is try. Money is like one of those things that's too generic. It's not even really like. Um, it, it, what you want to do is fi figure out like where you want to be in a few years and what does it look like to get there? Um, if you want to, uh, if you want to lose weight and you picture yourself like thinner or something, you, you have to figure out the things you have to do from, to go down that path. And streaming is the same way. Um, if you want to make money and you want to be a big streamer, you got to figure out how to go from zero viewers to hundreds um, and even when you're at a hundred viewers, your, your income can be really destabilized as a streamer. Um, so I would suggest, um, trying to break your, your goals down into more realistic steps, almost like the real goals need to be like, how do I get here? How, you know, how, how do I get to 10 viewers? Okay. But at the same time, it is important to know, uh, you do have to keep track of your ultimate goal. I, I think um, when I first started out, one of the, the one of the most helpful things that anyone had ever done for me when I first started out, um, somebody had pointedly in private asked me point blank, "What do you want out of this? Is this a financial thing or is this a hobby thing?" And you don't have to necessarily answer this question to anybody. You don't have to admit the answer to anybody else, but you have to be honest with yourself. What is it that you want? out of out of streaming because that is going to dictate all the other goals along the way so you, you do have to have that thing on the horizon that you're aiming for but and as sunny said you do have to break that up because just having just saying okay i want to i want to be somebody who streams for hundreds of people cool how do you get there w what are the steps you're taking if, you, if if your first step is i need i need 100 people here i mean good luck yeah <laughs> yeah Good luck yeah. finding a hundred people to to sit in your chat without knowing anything about you. True, 
There's there's so many ways to get there too, right? So say your goal is a hundred people, right? Um, thinking about what are some known methods of getting those hundred people and what a, a path that you want to take may be different than a path that I want to take. A lot of my growth is through things like now. Um, and that's, that's a lot of where right? I go, right? Because I don't have time to create extra content, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm an avid consumer, which is wonderful. And my stream keeps doing things. We're Sorry still here. You're still, you're still here. That's, that's all that really matters. Um, <laughs> I'm an avid consumer, right? So I like to spend my time on the consumer networking side. I love the, the social aspect of it, right? So it really... I'm not as much on like, oh, I got to make YouTube content, but that's another way of growing. It's probably a faster way if you do it meaningfully, right? So my path towards a goal might be a little bit different. There really is more than one way mm -hmm. and none of them are guaranteed, mm -hmm. but you do have to find a path not, and, none of them, to, and stick to it for a while. The fact that none of them are guaranteed is p more part of the uh, managing your expectations of what's going to happen. I, a lot of the streamers that I have tried to help, um, their biggest obstacle is kind of themselves. They are frustrated that nobody's watching their stream. They've been streaming and streaming and streaming, and it's three people, it's five people. And I've had people who have 30 viewers, and they're frustrated with that. Um, so it, it just happens pretty much every level. And managing your expectations of how well things are working um, is actually important. It, you can't go after streaming like it's one thing which is just the view count and it's not you know it's it's your own stream it's the do you enjoy watching your stream how do you feel while you're streaming are you making relationships with people are you are you somebody that people like to engage with there and and i don't know this is one of the reasons infinite quality even exists i don't know any streamers that actually um don't that, that are doing well, that don't try to improve. They, not, almost all streamers are incredibly critical of their own stream, their own work. They look at it. They listen to it. They, they watch what's going on, and they, they want to know if what they're doing is actually entertaining. Would, would I watch it? Do I sound okay? And a lot of these streamers, I'll go, and I'll go look at their VODs, and I'll be like, your stream, you're too quiet. Like, how the only reason you don't know that you're too quiet is because you're obviously not going back and listening to your stream and realizing, Oh my gosh, it's too quiet. So there's usually two kinds of streamers. There's people who are like, they, they know everything that's wrong with their stream and, and um, they'll message me and be like, how do I fix this? And then there's people that think they're just frustrated. Their stream's not working and they do nothing to change and, and figure out why it's not working. Um, so, I, I kind of want to get a little more personal. Maybe, maybe you guys can all each talk about what has, what what goals you have already achieved um, along the way, and what maybe um, some of the things you've had to overcome to get to those places. You got, you guys are each doing pretty well individually on your streams, um, and you can also talk about. Um, I'm going to start with pickles. I want you to talk about um, your where you came from and where you're at now and uh, the difficulty getting there. Where I came from? Well, yeah, like, you came from, we all came from the same place, right? Start stream. I was born. Yeah. I was born. How was your stream was born? Ago. Your stream was born. That's what we're talking about. Way back in 1993. 
Yeah. Oh my um, God, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first started streaming, so like I knew, I was friends with Jared actually long before he started streaming and stuff. And then when, like I actually visited his stream eventually like i had i had followed him to like show support but i didn't know twitch i didn't do twitch or anything like that and then i was and i knew he streamed but i was sitting there one day just like really depressed like i had been trying to do things that weren't working like to to make money or find a path in creatively for myself and then i was sitting there playing the last of us for the first time and i thought to myself People might watch somebody play The Last of Us for the first time in 2018 because it's, like, weird to not have played that game by then. And so then I went to Twitch. I watched Jared. I saw Infinite Quality. I listened to all the podcasts and tried to get all the resources I could and tried to start from a point of knowledge. But that being said, like, I was using like a lapel mic because it was cheap and I was using <laughs> camping chairs because that's what I had. And I had like a, like a, those fold out tables, those wooden fold out tables. That's where I had my, my monitor and my keyboard. And then I was just like using my TV as, as everything else. Like it was, it was janky, but I tried to hide the jank. I mean, if you don't start janky, then where do you start? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost better to do that than to start like full full on. I have everything. I have the perfect mic. I've got everything, because um, a lot of I think what streaming the value of streaming is the process of fumbling your way through it and getting better and get, using a computer that's just like this thing that you have laying around and you know just trying to make yeah. what you have work. And, and the the people who can do that are more likely I think to actually be successful in this industry because that attitude is what it always takes. Eventually, if you're a big streamer, you're going to be in negotiations with businesses and doing things you've never done, stuff that you're uncomfortable with. Um, and you're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall then to see what sticks and trying to... Um, that's that's the attitude for a lot of... Uh, it's an entrepreneurial thing. You kind of have to be able to yeah. go after it. That was good. In many I'd ways... Say... Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. So I, I would say that I didn't start janky. I probably started like medium like not not there's always a level of jank come on you were using right. a blue microphone <laughs> yeah okay but 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 the quality was better than many i would say right you, you had um, you dialed your jank in which is you know anything yeah the jank was dialed jank. in <laughs> yeah and it, a lot of it had to do with me being a natural like i'm a planner like, I want things, as you probably noticed, Sonny, by working with me, like, I want everything to be, like, just right. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm um, that way, too. So I, I get it. it. But, yeah, so my journey, so I actually have a background in entertainment. Um, and so I, I did some acting and, and modeling. And I was a, a, an emotive figure skater for a number of years. And I teach for a living. So I, like basically perform boring stuff and try to make it interesting. Um, so once I started family and got a little bit older, I, I needed to find a new outlet because doing traditional 
acting and, and all that. Kind of, I'm too old to model anyways, for the most part, but all that kind of stuff just became really not reachable anymore unless I went full bore, right? So the flexibility of something like this was really alluring to me. And I'd actually been watching Twitch for three or four years, but I didn't have real internet. Uh, I lived in the middle of nowhere. So I didn't have internet. There was no resource for me to actually be a streamer until I moved and got fiber. And it still breaks sometimes, <laughs> like we all we all see sometimes. Um, but, you know, at that point, I wanted to do it. I wanted that outlet. And, and I spent six to nine months planning. So watching videos, consuming all this stuff that probably wasn't super useful, uh, getting stuff together, you know, and, and I was already networked with a number of, of people on the stream, in the stream world, just as a, a community member. So I think, you know, that's a different path. But it, you know, I, I affiliated very quickly. And I kind of have been where I'm at for a while with some growth. But, you know, everyone's path is a little bit different, right? So if you're yeah. a planner, and you have the resources to create that plan, that can work, but it is a lot of upfront work as well. And then if you don't like it, where you just, you're out how much money and effort and time. <laughs> so sure. I can understand the, the lure of being low, low level and building up as you enjoy it. But I and anticipated there, I was going to like it. So I feel like there's also a danger though, in over planning. Um, I like, you know, I've seen this in, in some streamers where um, they've clearly invested a lot of effort up front. Uh, they, like you said, they've planned out, they have a vision in their head, right? They may even have graphics and they may even have like, you know, uh, themes on their channel that they're, that they're set on, but then they get, uh, frustrated. Like Sonny said, they get discouraged because it's not working, but they feel like they've already put all this time into it. So it's like where, you know, I'm not getting anything for all the stuff that I planned out. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes things you plan out don't work, uh, uh you know, a theme, uh, that you're going for might flop and you might need to change it around a little bit. So I, th I think there is definitely, you need to plan and you need to, you need to start from somewhere, but there is a danger in over planning, I feel like. And I think like, uh, people who start out with like the really low end, maybe even no camera, you know, like, like highly set a lapel mic, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of lets you uh, like gently ease yourself into kind of what you're, because, like, g growing on Twitch is weird, right? You never – I feel like you never grow in the way you expect. Yeah. You, you always kind of end up being shaped by the people watching you a little bit. The community shapes you a little bit. You shape them maybe, but they also shape you, right? So it's, uh, it's a two-way street, right? So I feel like if, you're, if, if you invest too much up front and then, then you think to yourself, well, I've already invested all this time. I've got all this fancy equipment. I've got all these graphics. But if it isn't working – None of that really matters if you're if you're not achieving what you want to achieve. Yeah, this a is, failure plan. Yeah, this is all about managing proper like expectations. If you don't, um, if you expect to become partner in a year, um, that is not realistic. It's not really even a goal um, because partnership is just a it's a mark of success to a degree. And Good mark. It, <clears throat> Yeah, it, it lets you know um, you've gotten to a point, but partners, the work isn't done when you reach partnership. In fact, you, you just really made it yourself a lot more work once you reach partner. Um, if you're just a hobby streamer, all you have to do is just turn on your stream, 
and have a good time and hope whoever shows up, whoever shows up, you know, it's like having a party and you invited a bunch of friends and whoever shows up can show up. And that's, that's it. You're not mad because people didn't show up. You're just happy. The people who did came and had a good time. If you get to a partnership and you try to make this a full-time thing, the expectation now is this is your new job. This is what you do. And you need to make an income and it's on you. You, you need to make that income. Uh, and, and you need to figure out how to sell yourself and make yourself valuable and find your worth in now brand new territory because being a business person that goes after money and business relationships is completely different from turning your stream on and playing a game for an audience. They are not the same skills, even remotely. Um, I think a lot of streamers uh, could probably benefit from having a relationship with um, a manager or somebody who can help them kind of expand and take on extra responsibilities. Because even when you're just hobby streaming um, or at even a lower level, like you need all the help you can get. You need mods. You, you need, you guys all work with me for a reason because you need help troubleshooting things and putting graphics together and executing your ideas and getting merch stores running and getting all, all the bots working. And it's not, it's not straightforward. It's there's, we were talking about this on the casual Friday stream a couple weeks ago about how streaming streaming is such a multi hat thing. You don't just like be good at games. That's not what streaming is. That's like a part of streaming. Be good at games. Yeah. You also need to be good at dealing with, OBS and you got to be good at dealing with business relationships because if you if you actually are going to be successful in this industry what does that actually look like I think most streamers don't ask that question they don't really sit down and think hmm am I going to be able to sit in like a meeting with a sponsor and like tell them how much I want and what I want to do like do you, most streamers like you're going to have to if you really want to do this for a living you're going to have to have an approach that is way bigger than just I'm a streamer and I'm playing games. You need to be able to sit down with some businesses, CEOs and explain things that you want to execute. Those business, a lot of these businesses are not going to knock on your door with a good idea. They're going to knock on a door with a good idea that helps them get paid. They're going to get money. They're going to get exposure. They're going to use you and what you've done with your gaming and your stream to make them money. And if you want to make money and you want to be in a good position, you need to be able to set yourself up to work with these companies so that you also make money. And so there's way more involved beyond just being a streamer. Is streaming, I think a lot of people think, I'm going to just play games and it's going to be so fun. It's going to be really good. And like, yeah, you can make a living doing that. But for the most part, a lot of these mid-tier streamers that are streaming full-time, they're barely making a part-time income. Uh, a lot of them still have to have side hustles and other sources of income. And it's not just the stream, you know, it's merch and merch dealing with merch is almost its own business. Uh, it's not straightforward, you know? Um, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of streamers who are struggling turn to YouTube um, or like streaming advice videos. And they just, you know, <laughs> They try to become gurus and coaches. That's why a lot of the coaches that you see out there 
What, like what kind? What what is uh, the stream? I thought we look weren't like? getting yeah. into stream coaching. <laughs> no, not, not, not this time. But you know, they don't make. They, there's a reason that happens. Is there? You don't make a lot of money off of streaming without uh, expanding your toolkit. It's not just being live. You you need to be able to deal with all these other places. In fact, most of the income um, for some of the larger creators have nothing to do with the the content they're creating. Um, Philip DeFranco is a great example of this. The majority of his income is merch. He's a t-shirt salesman. You know, he, he, that's what, that's where he makes his money, you know? So like you're, you're not looking at, uh, a lot of times the thing that actually makes you the money could not be the thing that you're super passionate about doing. Um, it may it may be some an appendage to the thing that you're actually super passionate about, and this is true for any business. If you if you want to start a bakery because you love baking, you have to learn a point of sale system and and dealing with customers, and all sorts of stuff, allergy laws, you know, food restrictions, and ingre- dealing with ingredients, and, and, and all, there's it's way more complicated than I like baking, right? And, and that's. That's what's that's kind of the thing that's missing, I think, from the streaming culture. Um, a lot of people just start out and they think, I, especially me, I, I did this. I, I started streaming because I'm like, I love video games. I, you know, like that was enough. That was that was it. And uh, it's it's way more complicated than that. I, th- I think as a streamer, too, like you have to understand, like you're doing like in, in many cases, at least most streamers who don't have, a, a, you know, a sort of professional system to keep them afloat right um but like the bigger streamers when you're a smaller streamer you're the cameraman you're the lighting guy you're the you're the boon tech with the, the microphone you know you're you're doing like effectively six or seven jobs yep. it's <laughs> and it's not easy it's really not easy and and like you said i would say rarely if ever is is your passion the thing that makes you money it just i, I know a lot of people don't like to hear it but it's like the truth is, nine times out of ten, the thing you are passionate about is not what's actually profitable. It might lead you towards things that are profitable, like things you know around you that you could that you could use to make a profit. But if your express end goal is just I want to make a living off of this, chances are it's not your gameplay. It's not. It's not unless you're. <laughs> Unless you're so good at video games that people are like flabbergasted by how good you are, right? Right. If they're floored by how good you are at video games, then maybe that's what's making you money. But even then, it's merch, mm-hmm. um, it's sponsorship deals, mm-hmm. it's uh, paid gigs for um, like if if a company comes along and goes, "Hey, we need you to do a voiceover in our game," or "We need you to record a YouTube video for us or a Steam video for us," like that's that's where your money's coming from. Yeah, you get a little bit of money from Twitch from you know bits and subs and all that but even that's a business relationship but yeah and even that's a business relationship like that's it's all about finding a way to marry that that whole business side of it with the thing you're passionate about and like you said they're rarely if ever the same thing yeah so the trick is to to find a way to make money but still enjoy yourself i mean i know it sounds stupid when when i phrase it that way but like i feel like to for me personally uh, because my express goal has always been, uh, as a serious hobbyist, is to make sure that the channel can support itself, right? That the channel can sustain itself, and then that anything it makes, it can be reinvested back into the channel and the community. So my, that's a different goal than somebody who says, 
I need to live off of this. This needs to be what pays my bills. So right. a good realistic goal, I think, would be to say the stream should be something that enriches you and doesn't hinder your life first. Exactly. Because that's a more realistic thing yeah. that you can approach. Um, be, because <clears throat> if, it, if it doesn't enrich your life um, it's, and it's just hindering your life, you've just begun is what we're saying. Like, like you're, you're just building a path to more misery. If you, if you hate the initial entry, if you're, if it's already something that's super difficult for you to do. Um, so I guess the advice is to make sure that, um, you're doing it for the right reasons and that it's not something that makes you kind of sick and upset. And, and if you are getting upset and you get, you're really bothered by the fact that your stream isn't, um, growing or you don't have viewers, um, you need to find a way to flip that, flip that, transmute it into something that makes it enriching for you. That maybe you, you stream because, well, Snazzy, why, why do you enjoy streaming so much? Oh, <laughs> you're assuming that he, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. You're assuming that Tell I'm us not how like streaming. You know, that don't <laughs> flinch at the business ghost that shows up on my screen every time I open up OBS. No, it's I enjoy streaming because I enjoy interacting with people, right? The streaming provides that for me, right? I get to interact and I get to meet new people. Um, like it's 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 no secret. Like for I'll give you a good example: Hylian Pickles probably quickly became one of my my best friends on this on this the entire endeavor. Um, who I never would have met if I or probably would have never would have met. Um, had I not started streaming, right? And there's plenty of other people in my community who, you know, I could I could be here all night talking about all the different names that when I see them in chat, right? I see those names pop up and, and my my brain gets a little less foggy. My heart soars a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, oh, this is a person that, you know, I don't know them necessarily. I don't know them in real life. I've never met them. But I know they're, who they are in stream, who they are in, you know, in the community. And it's like, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so here. It's, it's a little bit of comfort every time, you know, that same person shows up in chat. And then sometimes there's also people who I know in real life who show up in chat, and I'm like, well, this is a way that I can keep in touch with, uh, with folks who I don't necessarily see every day. So True. for me, the, the community aspect of it is a, a big part of it. It's not the only part of it, but it's certainly a large part of, of why I enjoy putting myself on camera because I normally don't like to stare at myself. I, I, I'm a little camera shy, in case you can tell. Like, right. You can tell that I don't glance at the camera all, the, all that much. It's something that I try to work on. But I, I, I put myself out there because uh, I am getting that sort of like, uh, what's the word here? Like that relationship sort of goes both ways for me. It's not, uh, it's not just a one-way street. And then at the, at the very base level, I, I love being a clown. I love, being, I love making people laugh, right? So that's... That also has a lot to do with it. So. so you're finding value in streaming outside of just partnership or money or uh, these kinds of goals, um, which I think is actually important. I want to hear from Meats and Pickles. I'm going to go with Meats first. Tell us um, how streaming enriches you. you. You went over this a little bit more, but I think it'd be good to hear it again. Yeah, no, very similar. I think, you know, the, one of the unique parts about 
Twitch, uh, when you compare it to things like Twitter or YouTube, is that community aspect because you are delivering things in real time and people are responding to those things in real time and you develop a community and the community creates itself based on who you are as a person, right? And who you what you accept into your community versus maybe not accept into your community. And, and it's, it's enriched me in so many ways. I've met so many wonderful people through this. And, you know, it also has forced me to um, be accountable for getting good at video games that I <laughs> would potentially otherwise curse at and, and throw away. <laughs> you know, it, it offers a challenge and, um, you know, approaching it from that challenge perspective and that, that growth perspective, I think, makes it more enriching, right? Maybe I have a couple months where I can't stream quite as much or my numbers have, have slowed down. But, you know, what? I'm still challenging myself. I still have the community that's there that understands that if I'm having a bad day, it's okay, right? And, and they're going to be there next time. They're not going to just vanish overnight. Um, so I think that, you know, that's a really wonderful thing because it's almost like a support system. We've created this support system for ourselves as well. And COVID, I, I hate to bring it up. I'm sorry. Oh, but, no, no. On YouTube, we're going to have the banner. <laughs> no, with, but with, with the pandemic, with the social isolation that's going on in the world right now, too, it's been a really unique and wonderful outlet for that where you can create those personal connections. They're not as you know, robust as seeing people face to face, but it's still such a great outlet for creating human connection. And that's true you know, in a lot of circumstances. I wouldn't trade that. I, yeah. I think that's true. There's a lot of people who are disabled. They can't get out much. Um, things like streaming, even not as a streamer, but as a viewer, this is some of the value. I think people are always like, um, especially, you know, the older generation, what's the value of why why do why do people like streaming who watches streams and it's like well there's probably millions of people that like this is a place for them to go hang out with other people and have a connection and it's more it, there's some substance there that's outside of just like the regular like twitter interaction or like instagram because it's like a real time live interaction you, you, you can have these discussions you can have um, you can hear from people who are, um, maybe talking about a subject that you want to hear about, like this podcast talking about streaming. Um, if you go into your favorite artists and you like doing art, you can learn how to be a better artist, things like that. Um, Pickles, why don't you tell us what you, what about streaming enriches you? Um, well, before, like I mentioned, like I did all these, these things that I, I failed at succeeding. I failed at doing like they weren't going anywhere. And like Twitch start starting to do this, like building, building the stream, like kind of like creating things that are fun to do. And then like having people actually like show up and enjoy that with me. Like that's, that's been the most creatively fulfilling thing I've done in a long time. And I was able to, I was able to actually take the things I failed at before and reintegrate them back into stream, and then, then that's been helpful so, too with like my my own confidence, I guess. Would you, would you say those things you failed at before 
have now some sort of success built into them because you're utilizing them? Yeah, I would say so. Like, it, it's the delivery before was not the delivery that Twitch provided, which I think helped not only make that work, but make me feel good about doing it. Because, like, one of the things was was art-related. Like, I was trying to do... I was trying to be, like, a professional artist without just, like, trying to spread my, my stuff through the internet. But I was going on, like, forums and this and that and whatever and gaining zero traction everywhere. Like, maybe one or two people would be like, yeah, this is, this is cool or whatever. But that wasn't, that wasn't doing anything for me. And that was... And art is something that, again, is, like, one of just, like, a passion thing for me. And Twitch was, like, secondary in my head. But now, like, shifting shifting that around a little bit, shifting my, my goals and priorities of being able to weave them into each other has... has I'm not depressed anymore. They're like, <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I yeah, get that's a win. That's a win. You know? <laughs> yeah, how, how to be enriched. There's a goal uh, for absolutely. everybody. Absolutely, I mean... Uh, when I started my stream, actually, part of it was, uh, as my wife can tell you, I was unemployed. I was I was driving myself nuts sitting around the house. I needed an outlet. <laughs> like, talking to people on the internet uh, very much provided that outlet. So, like, I I, I understand that that whole, you know, you, you take maybe what you, uh, what you aren't necessarily happy with and you weave it in into this sort of thing. And it, um, it kind of, like, it lifts everything up a little bit. Uh, what's the saying like uh like high tide lifts all boats basically yeah. like yeah something like that. <clears throat> so i guess the way to round out this podcast would be to kind of circle back to the partnership discussion because a lot of things we've talked about up to this point have been about um ways to kind of approach your stream and think about what you're doing that have nothing to do with partnership um and and i think um in some ways partnership is it's not the goal it's not the thing that you actually need to go for because if you get partnership and uh, there's plenty of people who have actually gotten to partnership and nobody watches their stream at this point. Um, they, their stream died uh, and they, they don't, they're miserable or um, partnership is like this, <laughs> it's this cloudy thing. And, and it, it seems like it's supposed to be the goal because it's an obvious way to say I've made it. I got that check mark. Um, but a lot of the partners that I've worked with um, or had relationships with or just were friends with, they a lot of them didn't necessarily think it was even the best thing that they could have done for themselves. I, I had a, a friend who started streaming um, and he was playing guitar. He was taking requests and um, he, he was shredding and people loved watching his stream, but uh, he got partnerships so fast. He also knew somebody who worked for Twitch and they kind of helped him. Um, you know, get the partnership. And he is one of the biggest advocates of what well, maybe you shouldn't do that um, because they put a lot of pressure on him to do things a certain way, to stream a certain amount. Um, and it didn't really uh, jive with him too well to have um, Twitch putting this pressure on him on what he was supposed to do with his content. Um, and so I, I think partnership needs to be a consideration. Um for sure along, along your journey, but making it the goal um, without really knowing what it entails, uh, what the partner contract looks like, 
um, and how it's going to affect your your journey doing this is actually kind of uh, it's more complicated, I guess. And and I, I would I would say the if you want to have a goal like I want to stream full time and make an income off of it, you don't really need partnership to make that work. Um, True. Affiliate is actually a lot. It's, it's actually shocking how much affiliate gives you. Part, partnership expands it a little bit, but um, I know partners who are frustrated with their relationship with Twitch. They, they message Twitch staff and they message their partner handler and they, they don't hear back and they don't get they, or they don't get an answer that they like. And, um, and I've had them uh, I've seen partners um, have to move off platform because they were told they were allowed to stream on another platform. And then a couple months after streaming on that other platform, they were, they lost their partnership. Um, even though they were told it was okay, they were suddenly told it's not okay. Um, and so now they can't stream on Twitch <clears throat> uh, or they don't want to cause they're frustrated. And these are, these, these are, these are like peripherals. It's the, it's not really the, uh, the goal is not to um, pigeonhole yourself into a position where now you have a check mark and this is who you are. And I, I think a lot of streamers sh should actually like not put partnership. I would say it's not a healthy goal. Um, if you're going to be successful, partnership can be a part of that process. It can be a decision you make along the way, but it's not going to get you a bigger paycheck. It may I would go you... even further, honestly. I would say that unless you unless you have a well thought out plan, unless you have a, a roadmap to how you're going to get there, uh, partnership uh, can really be a trap for a lot of people because that you're you're so you're so laser focused on that, right? That you don't do all these other things that make your stream actually enjoyable to stream, right? Um, a perfect example would be uh, you know we all know several people who've uh, who've achieved, you know, a fairly good view count or even partner and all that. But then they've locked themselves into a game, for example, right? And, like, they, every time they go to play that game, they hate it because that's they feel like that's what they have to do in order to maintain to where they are. And so I, I think unless you have a well-thought-out plan and unless you, you have a roadmap to how you're going to get there, laser-focusing on partnership is actually could be potentially detrimental to your success. Because you, you could very well miss all these other things that are going on that you could utilize to broaden your your content and your stream and your experience. So yeah. I would go further. I would, I would say that it, it can be a trap if it's not uh, very well thought out. It's this idea of a forced growth versus a natural growth, right? Yeah. Where like you aren't being long-sighted. So maybe, you, like you said, lock yourself into a game. And then in two years, that game is nothing anymore. And now what? Right. Or you achieve partner and then you're like, okay, I did it. Now I have no idea what to do with myself. <laughs> and then that happens to a lot of people. So, yeah, it can be a piece of the puzzle. But, you know, thinking more holistically, fit, finding more, you know, pieces of measurable growth or measurable uh, movement towards a goal and reassessing that strategic plan. I think that's one thing that people don't really do is they go back and they reassess, you know, your progress. And that actually can make you feel really good because we may not notice our progress from day to day because it's happening slow. But if you actually look back two years ago, you look at a stream from two years ago or you look at numbers from two years ago, wow, this is, this is totally different. I've made all these friends. I've, you know, gained all these 
whatever's followers, if, if that's important, et cetera. So. I mean, I physically recoil whenever I see a clip from two years ago. It's like, oh, oh, we have come a long way. <laughs> that's a good thing. That means you've you've gotten better, and that's ultimately the goal, right? So it's it's good that you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> who is this person from two years ago? Yeah, <clears throat> what about you, uh, Pickles? How do you feel about partnership? Partnership is. I don't know. Like, I'd prefer to measure uh, growth in, like, averages, like, average viewership. Like, I would re- I want to reach 15, and then I want to reach 25, and then I want to reach 50. And, like, partnership will just be, like, the, the confirmation that, that we did that along the way. Like, I get... I understand why a lot of people think partner is the immediate next step after affiliate, because that's what, when you look at your Twitch achievements what it says yeah it's true but it's not it's more just like a pat on the back to say keep going it's not a guarantee yeah yeah too many too many people approach it like oh i'm gonna get partner and then i've made it and i had that feeling too especially back in like 2016 2017 it was just like felt like such this lofty thing like oh there's me streaming and then there's the partner streamers (laughs) Uh, and yep. you just want to, you want to, so it's like, you want to be on the in crowd, you know, you want to go to the, uh, you want to go to TwitchCon and go to the partner lounge and you want to hang out and be the cool kid with all the other partners and stuff. But there's, um, it's, it's such, it's a big world and there's a lot of options way beyond partnership. Uh, and in fact, you can be a, you can kind of be a failure at partner. Um, so y- y- partnership it's 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 like a it's a thing you want to consider and open unlocking that partner application tells you you're doing well um but man you you gotta you gotta realize that that's just a stepping stone in in the right direction it's not the end goal um you don't suddenly become like this more valuable stream because you have the check mark um so i will say that a lot of people who do have partner they have they carry like a certain weight of authority, whether it actually yes. means that or not. Yeah. But like anytime I see like a partner check mark in chat, I automatically assume that they're trying to be more professional about this than other people. Yeah. And then when I see them in, in certain like say or do certain things, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a little weird. That's like seeing my, seeing my teacher at the bar or something. Yeah. I just don't think it pays your bills for you. I think you right. still have yeah. to do, you still have to put in the work and it, it can be a sign that you're actually going to have to put in a lot more work. Um, if you're if going for being a hobbyist and all of a sudden you're a partner, I mean, it's, um, you, you're actually adopting more response, even more responsibility. So I really like that example, like seeing your teacher at the bar like, or, seeing <laughs> your, or seeing like your boss, like, like, you know, like sometimes you go out at a work function and your, and your boss has one too many and you're like, Oh, cool. They're, they're drunk like I am, you know. It's like it's the 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 whole partner thing. Like I think what what Pickles said really hit home was like it it the little check mark gives people like this like air of authority sort of when they're in chat. But really, all it says is that you've been at this for longer than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a lot of cases, that's true. Yep. All right, so that was a really good discussion and a great first episode. I think uh, my ha- my hats off to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, 
and hopefully uh, all of us can meet every Wednesday and whenever you guys are available to do more of these. I hope everybody in chat had a good time. And um, if you guys want, we're going to be having guests on and doing some more um, different kind of episodes moving forward. But the podcast should be every Wednesday uh, around 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern. Um, we're going to try and keep these around an hour because, uh, well, some of us have things that we're doing other afterwards and we need to let people go get to them. Um, but thank you guys for joining us and this, and we'll, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. I want to remind everybody that Friday we'll be having the just chatting casual streams and, <clears throat> um, in moving forward on Sundays, once in a while, you will see us doing art for the IQ community. Look forward to those things, and we will see you guys for another episode of the podcast next Wednesday. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you guys all have a good one, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Like the little until next time, bro. <laughs> These are available on the IQ site. So if anybody wants them, there you wow. go. Wow. <laughs> see you guys next time.